the one laptop per child is very funny because it's another um it's uh it's it's a way of using international development or corporate social responsibility at at best uh, money to just uh pay microsoft for stuff mm-hmm. which is very mm-hmm. fun number 2 the um the business model of the MIT Media Lab is very interesting because the the MIT Media Lab is essential it's a department but not a department it is essential it is a kind of um i believe it is in fact a company but what they actually do right is they don't do professor directed research and they don't have it's not like uh, the you know physics department or the economics department it's a in the idea is they essentially bring in uh, it's a product department, essentially, mm-hmm. where they bring in anyone who has something they want to research. And the only thing you have to do is, you, yeah, you have to research that thing. But then a company, which is, giving mu- which is paying for all of this sort of seemingly directionless research for the sake of research, blah, 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 has to then be able to take some of that and then brand it. So where like... Um, Raytheon's, uh, uh, you might say, core product aligned department might fund the Harvard Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Uh, or, for example, like Rolls Royce funds a lot of the engineering department at Oxford, uh, for example. It, mm-hmm. it's, it, is marketing, it is marketing divisions that fund a lot of the Media Labs activity. Mm-hmm. So it is, it is essentially a part of companies' comm strategy. To be invested in the media lab and then say, oh, we've invested in the media lab for this like um, new form of peanut production and we're going to be trialing it in our, um, you know, peanut butter jars or what have you. And uh, but the, the core thing here to understand is that it started as a marketing effort and it is still a marketing effort It is a marketing effort to its core. And what again, what it produces is primarily ideology. It produces the occasional bauble and trinket like um, a pair of glasses that shocks you if you stop paying attention to what's in front of you. It's true. They actually have made that. Um, <laughs> they, uh, what they also, but mostly what it manufactures is ideology. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. The trash gun of ideology. I love it. <laughs> that is exactly right, right? Where like the, the baubles that they make, I mean, you need that because you need some kind of materialization of ideology, right? Like it's, it's material in just in, in service of and in justification of the ideology. It's, it's the proof. It's the evidence that the ideology is actually good because it, it does actually produce something. The MIT Media Lab is, you know, sits at the nexus of this. TED uh, and the TED Talks sit at the nexus of this, right? In a, in a lot of ways, it is the innovation here is not in the thing that they're making, but in uh, as you were getting at Riley, it's in the communication of those ideas, right? And and in a lot of ways, in the the laundering of the the money, you know, whether it's Epstein or whether it's some corporation, uh, whether it's Raytheon or Microsoft or the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, right? Like uh, MIT Media Labs, it, it, you know, it's best to understand them as a as as a, a launderette. Right, they they have a, a a lot of different washing machines, uh, and they throw ideas into those washing machines, and they come out clean, clean of the connections to the interest that fund it, clean of the ideology that justifies it, uh, and instead, what you get is a, a thing in and of itself, just the, the perfect fetishized. Um, object of innovation, totally so disconnected I- from history or politics or interest. I wanted to because when we did the episode on TF of um, about the MIT Media Lab, we had there was a quote from that book, "Inventing the Future," uh, the Media Lab, "Inventing the Future" at MIT that I wanted to grab. 
which is um, faced with the cacophony of media drift, the policy of the Media Lab is to seize the design initiative, quote, invent the future, and deliberately turn most broadcast media inside out. Founder Nicholas Negroponte would use tech computer technology to personalize and deeply humanize absolutely everything in every space, everywhere. And what grabbed me about that passage was that this was the first instance of the idea, the, this was essentially someone laying out the groundwork for what would become the surveillance model of marketing, mm. effectively. The idea, of, the idea of intense personalization of mass media that was nevertheless controlled by a few small august institutions, which is unaccountably what MIT was interested in doing. That is, this is essentially, we get what has been invented. And the future that they have invented is one that is, you know, at best entirely useless and at worst it facilitates some of sort of, you might say, the worst excesses um, of social cooperation. Also, it's very fun uh, that uh, Nicholas Negroponte's uh, brother was the U.S. ambassador to uh, Honduras uh, from 81 to 85. Oh, interesting. We've invented a new um, automatic nun strike. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Now, I got, now I'm going to... Thanks for that. Now I'm going to spend hours in a rabbit hole trying to figure out exactly what if Nicholas Necroponte had any uncharted flights <laughs> to Honduras over those years. And, and the and, reason and, you would have said John Negroponte isn't because of John Frusciante. It's because it actually was John Negroponte was the yeah. ambassador's name. Oh, yeah. uh, you had you, you got CIA brain, Ed. You're always you're yeah. always thinking about the CIA and what they're. It's up the number to. station. I just yeah, that, <laughs> and, that's what yeah. it is. I, it's almost as though like the uh, the intelligence community and the um, sort of uh, tech simpleton community uh, <laughs> never that far away from one another. Yeah, isn't mm. that weird?